is go time. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Facts Podcast. We're all about bringing the facts. So today we want to focus on the top five fantasy running backs from last year. Going from five to one, a little bit of surprises, none none too crazy. If you were to take your guess, you probably would pick, pick off at least three or four of them. Starting at number five. Aaron Jones so we don't know what the Packers are going to look like this year it could be a bit shaky um Rodgers is a question mark he he's needed like it's I don't even see them in the division where it's okay they've got the lines there but other than that looking at the Vikings they could be a surprise there's another Viking spoiler alert that is on this list right now Vikings can do something. They still have Justin Jefferson, who had a breakout year last year. Definitely a draft candidate to look at. Um, but yeah, we're also looking at. I don't know what Chicago is going to be. Their defense is always solid, so that's one thing you always got to account for. They just picked up Fields in the draft. He's going to be dangerous. Sure, he won't play Week One, or so they say. But we've seen this before. Yeah, we're not going to play him until we think he's ready. Matt Nagy needs to, he has to save his job. So, <laughs> it feels going to be ready. Bet. By week two, probably halfway through the game, Andy Dalton's getting the pull. And we're going to see the Justin Fields experience. Um, he actually has an interesting lifestyle. Now, he's running uh, every day with his workout program. He's actually a vegan. But he's slimmed down. He's gotten faster through the time. I was watching a couple of documentaries on him interesting story um on how him and his dad had actually gone on to die together he just continued on from there his mindset focus and discipline are definitely what's going to push him forward in the league so definitely looking forward to that so going back to the packers where we were before uh aaron jones came in at number five last year on the fantasy running backs so that's one you want to definitely look at and Target in the first round. If they do have to go to Jordan Love, they're not going to be passing the ball like they did before with Aaron Rodgers. So I definitely expect that they're going to have a heavy, heavy run game. They got A.J. Dillon in the backfield as well out of Boston College. Big back. LaFleur loves him, but Aaron Jones is the bread and butter for that running back backfield. Coming in at number four, Jonathan Taylor. Again, no real surprise. When he came on the field, it was electric. He was uh, able to hit home runs and just take flight. That offensive line for the Colts has always been dangerous, always going to be dangerous. So him being able to run behind them, now we'll see what Carson Wentz ends up being. I think he'll do better. He's now with Frank Reich in Indianapolis. They were a good, good tandem, so I think he could really get him turned around. But on the other hand, we saw what happened in Philly. Luckily enough, running back's best friend most of the time, other than the quarterback, is always going to be the offensive line, which is where the Colts shine right now. So that shouldn't really be too much of an issue for him. Coming in at number three, going back to the Vikings, Dalvin Cook. Even though he missed a couple of games last year, he, he, was, he was a fantasy owner's dream. He's able to hit the home run. He's got power. He'll go in and run people over. But then he's also got the ability to score touchdowns during the game. So that's definitely somebody I'm looking to target. 
usually towards the back end of the first round, you might be able to get that surprise running back. That's probably the perfect position for him, depending on how deep your, your league is. You might be able to scoop him up if you're able to get him, and he doesn't go too early. Definitely an ideal candidate. Number two on our list is Alvin Kamara. Again, another home run hitter. Drew Brees isn't going to be there, but we also know you can't really trust Jameis too, too much. Even though he has been working, he got his uh, his eyes fixed before he had the uh, the LASIK done. So now he's able to see better. It looks like he's been working in the offseason, shed some weight. He looks like he's ready to go, but Taysom Hill's there as well. One thing is for certain, Kamara's going to get his touches. In the red zone, he's a threat. He's also a threat first and second down as well to take off so that's coming in at number two and then at number one king henry derrick henry really had a, a breakout season last year he's been coming on strong later in the season it's just hard to tackle that dude he's just he's too big nobody wants to get down and actually take him head on which is is his thing He's very consistent throughout the game, so he might start off slow. All it takes is that one little wiggle, and then and he's gone. He's not running from contact, but then also, again, he's consistent. So while other people may tire on the defense, whether it be a safety that's going to have to come down into the box and meet him at the line, which nobody wants to do, or if you're going to be looking at the next, even at the first line of defense, just the defensive line, they're going to get tired. He doesn't. His workouts are insane. He's ready to keep moving, keep pounding, and he's going to get into the end zone. That's a tough tough guy to stop and slow down. Um, I don't know what their offense is really going to look like with Julio there now. I still can't anticipate they're going to go away from Henry too much because I don't I don't know. Tannehill's good, but how far can you really trust him? I mean, like, he had two good years, but then he also had, what was it, like five years in Miami where he was suspect. I don't think with that many coaches in hand, it could have been the organization that was holding him back. There's there's something that he's he's learning, something about the new offense he's in, but I, I really wouldn't say that I would trust him to be throwing it to A.J. Brown and and then also throwing it around to, to Julio too much. It's still going to be the running game first, which is the smart way to go. Um, with the loss of John New Smith, I know they had um, a couple of rotating tight ends, but that, that should be a big loss. He was able to block. He had a little bit of pace to him. He also was reliable other than when he was injured, which I guess is counter to what I just said. But Henry physically is always reliable. He averaged about 19.6 points per game last year, which which was solid. I was able to snap him up, carried me all the way to the championship. He only missed one game. No, actually, I think take that back. He played every game last year. So if you're averaging about 20 points a, a week, that's solid. Going back down the list, Kamara, he ended up in total got two two ninety five in terms of the fantasy points. So that let him take over that spot at number two. He doesn't seem like throughout the game, you, you'll see that big flash run, but he also can just pick up those, those effort yards as well. He's got the deceptive um, strength to him. I know he's got the, the pace and acceleration, of course, coming off and bursting through the line. But there's also that, that sneaky bit of power where he's not 
afraid to to meet that safety coming down and just he'll make them look silly and make a mess or sometimes they'll run them over which that's not exactly what he was doing at Tennessee he was very much me being a, a Florida fan when he was at Tennessee he was very much a home run hitter there wasn't this 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 what he became was different I mean, he clearly would have been a, a first-round pick if he was showing this type of quality and, and pace. So I don't know. Maybe Sean Payton's offense highlighted his his attributes or Tennessee. Well, I mean, again, Florida fans. So Tennessee don't really like him at all. So I'm just blaming on the the school and the and the team. That's that's what it can be. <laughs> that's what I'll blame it on. Um, he ended up playing 15 games last year. He's going to be needed this year because. I think Jameis has the ability to have a really good year, breakout year. If you can get him late, that's a sneaky good pickup. But there's also the bust potential. I think it had more to do with Bruce Arians, why he threw those many interceptions, the no risk and no biscuit type of, type of move. When you're having somebody throw the ball that often, there's so many weapons, one. But then also if your offense is predicated on risking the throws, that's not how they – they operate in New Orleans. So it's going to be a whole different Jameis. So the touchdowns are going to be there. It's just if he can avoid those interceptions is the big thing to, to look out for there. Again, traveling back down the list, number three, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin missed two games last year coming off of, I think he had an ACL tear the year before, which is not uncommon to have a, a, a huge year the year after. It's been Deuce McAllister who came off, had a career year. Adrian Peterson is in well, – did he win MVP that year? I know he won comeback player of the year, MVP, one of those. He ended up breaking all type of Russian records for the Vikings coming off of the ACL surgery. So it's not a, uh, a career ender that it used to be. So he ended up coming in at number three. He was averaging about 21 points a game, which is higher than the average of uh, Henry and Kamara. But his points, just because of the amount of – Amount of games missed ended up coming in just a slight tick below uh, Kamara. If he could stay healthy, Dalvin Cook might be the best option at running back. If you're running standard, if you're doing PPR, obviously you probably want to go McCaffrey. So, yeah, <laughs> that's one to look for. If he can stay healthy with Justin Jefferson on the team, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's solid, solid, and then. Who's the other receiver that I draft every single year? Why is the name? It'll come to me. Thielen. Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook. Justin Jeffries. And then Kirk Cousins being solid. That's all they really need. They'll need him to go out and be Drew Brees. He doesn't have to be Tom Brady. He just, he just has to be solid. That offense is going to move. We'll see if the defense gets a little bit better. They were up and down. Kyle Rudolph is now gone, but he's been slowing down. Hasn't really been the primary focus at tight end the last couple of years, so that shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, Slotting down to position number four will be Jonathan Taylor. He averaged about 14.5 fantasy points per week, which, again, is a good consistency from a running back, especially he ended up coming 216 yards total. Well, points rather, fantasy points total. So um, he's definitely top 10, I believe, in 
fantasy points for the year, considering he had that. I think he missed one one or two games. Solid. Again, just can't talk well enough about that offensive line. If they're there, they're pushing. And then if Carson once can can be, he doesn't even have to be like rookie or if he can get like that second year Carson Wentz without the interceptions there's no competition like when Jalen Hurts came in so that shouldn't mess his head up too much he's got Frank Wright that team could be potential Super Bowl contenders but I mean we'll, we'll end up seeing what they become number five again working back down the list Aaron Jones 15.1 fantasy points per week I think that's going to go up this year, depending on we're still waiting on Aaron to see what he wants to do. But running the ball seems like it's going to be uh, imperative this year. Even if Aaron does come in, he could be great shape, but it might not be football shape. It's a difference. There's a difference between being able to run the offense, run down the field, make all the throws. But then what are you going to look like in the second half? Not only of that game, but the second half of the season. So I think to start off is going to be a steady diet of Aaron Jones, and, and he can handle it. He's got the one-two punch because, like, like I said before, Matt LaFleur loves A.J. Dillon. Um, this is a big back. He's got pace, and he's also not afraid to take people on at that, at that line. So we'll see a lot of running this year. He ended up with 211 fantasy points, making him fifth on the list of the uh, the fantasy running backs. The next one, just to go to the honorable mentions, we'll go through six through six through ten. David Montgomery. That's a that's a tough one because he'll be great and then he'll go quiet one week. So he didn't really have the consistency for me that I would like to see that you might get out of a, a Dalvin Cook or a Jonathan Taylor. It seems like he even missed games, but that was just him battling with Tariq Cohen, which I didn't really think we'd see in the second year. He was showing flashes his rookie year that he, he can carry it. He can carry the load, just hand on the ball enough times to actually let him have an impact. It seemed like they'd feed them the ball twice and then go away from the run for most of the game and then try to run them again in the fourth quarter. But hopefully with... Because, again, I'm going into the mindset that Fields is going to be there. I don't think that Andy Dalton's going to start for the whole season. One-two punch him and Fields can be dangerous. Fields has the ability to run. He's gotten faster since college. Um, just watching the, the couple of pieces of tape and then also watching his documentary he did um, with the other rookies. He's actually increased his pace. So it's going to be electric out of that backfield. He's got a cannon, so he can get that ball out. Allen Robinson, I believe he's still there. I know he wanted to leave. I think he ended up re-signing. Check in on that and update you there. Um, next, James Robinson. I don't know who saw this one coming, but I got in early on the James Robinson uh, bandwagon out of the Jags. They ended. Up, he was doing so well that they didn't run him in the last game because he was doing so well and they were trying to lose on purpose i mean that that told me what i needed to know that he's he's going to be a force moving forward i don't know why they would draft travis etienne um, i don't know if they're going to try a two-back system but james robinson was handling it all by himself when it was just him and gardner Minshew, he was 
taking over the game. It was hand him the ball and get out of the way because he's, he's going to make some moves. So I was fortunate enough to pick him up. I think in week two, there was like the rumblings. Oh, they got a, they got a running back in the backfield. This was when there was issues with Fournette before he ended up getting uh, getting released. Um, those rumblings that there was a player behind him that you might want to check out. So I was end up ending up getting him early. He was giving me around twenty points a game. So he was a game changer before they actually benched him because he was doing too well. Which I don't know if that creates a winning mentality to have your team sit there and lose on purpose. I guess it worked. They got uh, Trevor Lawrence as they wanted, but I'm gonna have to look at him again. Hopefully he's there in. Maybe like a second, second, third round. I don't know if I could reach too much in the first round for him. But see if we get lucky again there. Josh Jacobs out of Vegas is the next man on our list. I think he dealt with a couple of injuries that year as well. He might have missed maybe one or two games. I like him. He, he shows explosiveness, power, and speed. Um, one thing about Vegas, they, they were... And some games scoring for fun, but him personally, he never had a game where he wasn't giving it all effort, all heart. If he's able to stay healthy, I think he could end up being a top five running back this year. Um, goal line situations, goal line carries, he's getting the ball. There's no doubt about that. He didn't really have any competition in the backfield, and he was reliable for them. He ended up coming in at number, where were we announced? seven he was number seven due to the games that he missed but he was very close to being top five if he would have played in those games he was averaging about 13 points a game but with more games played just with his scoring ability and his touchdowns he was able to move himself up the fantasy ranking when it comes to the standard scoring uh next on our list well, well actually i'll give you two so on this one it's actually teammates so nick chubb and kareem hunt so I did grab uh, Nick Chubb in the, I think I got him in the third round last year, which I don't know why he fell, but I handcuffed him. So what that would mean is that I grabbed a player because I wasn't sure what they were going to do in the backfield. I ended up grabbing um, Kareem Hunt, who was also on the team. I didn't know who was going to get the most carries because they both are superstars in their own right. So I had to get them both. Um, so I grabbed Nick Chubb, I know about the injury history that was happening, but he was he was going to give you points either way, no matter how long you were going to have to ride him. Um, my fear though was that Kareem Hunt was going to cut into his into his carries, so I was like, okay, let me grab them both. It worked. I was able to rotate them throughout the year. Um, Nick Chubb was out due to injury. Kareem Hunt came in, was just as consistent, um, if not a little bit better when it came to the passing game Kareem Hunt was was catching passes he was athletic as as ever I think he hurdled a couple people but he was undeniable on the goal line even when Chubb came back Kareem Hunt was getting a lot of those goal line carries that'll help get those extra six points for you each week so I you can't really go wrong there games played was 16 for Kareem Hunt so he pretty much played he played every game um it was only 12 for Nick Chubb, so he missed those four weeks with that. I think he had a knee injury again. But either way, if you can grab them both, grab them both, because they're both our top 10 performing running backs. No matter who's starting, who's sitting, they're both going to get their touches. Baker has a lot of weapons. 
this should be the Cleveland Browns year to to make a run, but we say that every year. But I think this is this is actually the year for them. Um, thinking back to last year, I think they first got their first win against who was it the Steelers they beat. But Odell's back this year. He killed me last year. I think I got Odell and nobody for some reason he fell for me into the fourth round. I picked him up. I am partial to the Browns players. I do root for them even though not not as my team but just putting putting some energy behind them gotta love the team that went from zero to hero so i was supporting them for a period of time just watching their evolution and growth i like the moves they made every year so it was a why not but that would be there's one more to mention which would be ezekiel elliott um, Ezekiel Elliott, of course, did not have a great year. That I'm surprised he ended up as high on the list as he did, but he was the one. Dak is back, so they're going to be scoring points for fun in Dallas. I have no doubts about that. That's just going through our list of the top ten ish, top we'll call it top ten ish, fantasy performing running backs from 2020.